Hi folks, welcome to the January 2021 edition of the Evangelist Talks. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist, and this is my colleague... Laura Short from Green at Heart. Yay! Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get the, the, the whichever direction we're going in. Go that way, go that way. So, last month we were talking about four topics to do with energy saving over the Christmas season, which you can find on the Energy Evangelist's blog page. So, Laura, how much waste did you generate over the holidays? Actually, quite a lot less than I was expecting to, I must admit. Um, I don't think we can escape, unfortunately, the, the plastic that's generated by children's toys and I've got two lovely children that like to have toys at Christmas um, but I did try and make sure that I shopped as locally as possible this year um, and as I said in the December edition I did stick with my um, parcel paper wrapping idea this year, uh, used biodegradable um, twine and ribbons I could also use again next year because you know they're perfectly fine um, and I used some lovely um, wooden gift tags that I can also reuse so I've cut down on a on a big amount of waste there um, but next year I'm determined I'm going to find an alternative to these awful plastic toy <laughs> packaging situations that we've got on at the minute uh, having yeah. to have a whole toolbox to unpack your, your children's toys is a nightmare yeah you you wish and I actually do think that you are allowed to do this. You're allowed to unpack your shopping and give the waste back to the supermarket. It, I think it's possibly the only way that it's going to force the supermarkets to pay attention to the amount of rubbish that yeah. they're handing on to us. I, I was just noticing, you know, in food packaging, some of the packaging was biodegradable, other yeah. ones weren't. And yet, on first glance, they looked very, very similar. Uh, but some companies are actually trying to make big changes, which is really appreciated. But I found uh, uh, an article uh, they surveyed four and a half thousand people in Milton Keynes, and from them, they had generated 519 tons just on food packaging, 185 tons on Christmas dinner, and so the list goes on. But the bits at the bottom 18 tons of mince pies. Why didn't they eat them? I know, I know. They should have sent them up here. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> that one. Yeah, or seven tons of cheese. It's crazy numbers. Yeah, it's you know, trim off the bits you don't want and eat the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so all these things, it's more of an attitude. Buy what you need and with the minimum waste, and you don't have to put it into your bin. So yeah. let's go. I'm reading through a script and I'm going, what the heck is that bit doing in there? Uh, let's go to a quick ad just for a minute. Hello, my friends. 
just a quick slot to tell you about the Save Energy, Save Money 14-day challenge. It's an opportunity to find a starting place to retrieve wasted energy in your business and putting that money back in your pocket. Oh, did we tell you? It's also free. So if you want to find out more, look on the link below and follow it to energyevangelist.co.uk forward slash sign up. So let's get back to the evangelist talks. Bye. Hello again. That sounds like a great challenge, John. I'll certainly yeah, join in on that one. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, so what were we going to talk about? This month, we're talking about energy goals. How can we how can we see our way or how can can we make a goal so that we can get close to it uh so one of the biggest issues of if you don't know what you've done in the past how can you make changes yeah so energy audits do you want to jump in there yeah it's it's a great place to start and i would suggest um if you're not going to feel confident doing it yourself get somebody in to do it um you know john myself we can come into your business have a look around and it really is just about having a fresh pair of eyes to identify some opportunities um the quick wins maybe something that needs perhaps a little bit more investment over time um but something that's going to give you that return on investment and that that instant reward that you can put back in your pocket, back into your business, and then reinvest it further down the line. Yes, and it also really helps whenever you're wanting to make changes into your business. You can factor in the changes. Sometimes you'll be decreasing the amount of energy you'll be using. Sometimes you'll be increasing it, but it's justifying what you're trying to do you might be increasing it but you might be putting out twice as much products mm. so actually the cost per product will be halving so it's it's all of these ideas of you know just getting the right tools for the right job and it helps you to uh, to have the business intelligence to make the right decisions yeah, yeah. Brilliant idea. Uh, defining clear saving goals. This isn't about reducing your energy. It's about working out where you have the biggest losses, which you can change and influence. Yeah, so, the amount of times I go into a business and the thing that they think is costing them the most money is actually probably halfway down the list. Um, and they'll, yeah. they'll come across something else, something that perhaps they hadn't thought about before and that's costing them a lot more. And it's it's about using that audit to identify where your significant energy uses are and then target those things first. And then just work your way down the list. It doesn't all have to be done straight away. Set yourself a 12-month plan. Make your targets smart. Make them significant to your business. Make them measurable. Uh, that's That's a real key. You have to measure to be able to manage things. And then make somebody responsible for them within the business. Unless you give some give a task to a person, um, it'll just never get done. And then set yourself a deadline of when you're going to achieve it for. Yeah, brilliant. 
Brilliant advice. Thank you. I, I, I walked into a business and two buildings right side by side uh, for the same office or same company. And they, they couldn't work out why one side of the building was costing so much more than the other side of the building. And as soon as I walked through the door, I went, you've only got one front door. So during the winter months, they opened the front door, all of the heat went out of that side of the building, and then they closed the door. So it wasn't affecting the other side of the building. It was just they kept on pulling cold air into the business, into one side of that building. And all they had to do was put on a second set of doors. And it really could change the whole the way that your your business operates you don't you won't have somebody sitting in reception absolutely freezing every day during the winter months uh, and it's a far nicer place to work uh, oh your point find an influencer find somebody who's going to take ownership yeah get that energy champion in place uh, somebody yeah. who's going to take responsibility, not for everything, because we can't do everything ourselves, mm -hmm. but make them responsible for a, a certain task, a certain target, and then have uh, energy champions will, or environmental champions throughout your business that take ownership of, of certain elements and they're going to be responsible for and report back on. Well, that's a good place to finish off for today. Nice and simple, lots of ideas there. So until next month, love you and leave you. Bye. Hi folks, I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. In your business, if you know where you've come from, some people may call this analysis or others would call this business intelligence. This will help you make decisions on upgrading equipment or allocating funds for maintenance to manage your cash flow or even to help you make decisions about moving location. If you don't have the information, you may be making expensive decisions. Let's take a simple example. You have a five-year-old car which has just gone out of warranty, but you know what you spent last year on maintenance and how much it would cost you without the warranty. A higher proportion of maintenance costs will occur between November and March each year because of weather conditions. So if you have the data, you'll be able to make the right decision on keeping or replacing the vehicle before you are hit by winter maintenance costs. To make the right decisions, you should work through your business intelligence on a regular basis. The higher the running costs for an item of equipment, the more regular you should assess the equipment. It's also worthwhile to know the advantages and disadvantages of upgrading to new equipment. You may find that new equipment could reduce your product or process costs if you could sell more at a slightly cheaper price mark. And from this, you could increase your profits. But without this business intelligence, you are making blind decisions. So that's enough for today. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy, save money at energy 
evangelist.co.uk. Bye. Hello, my friends. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. There's two broad ways of saving business energy. There's energy efficiency, and the other is energy conservation. Both of these roughly equate to the same goal, which is paying less on your energy bills. However, they are put into practice in very different ways. Energy efficiency is when you upgrade your equipment, such as changing to LED lights, which can save you 75% of your lighting costs, or adding additional insulation into your roof space, changing your boiler for a newer, more efficient boiler, or it might simply be replacing your kettle with a new thermos kettle, which shows the current water temperature. This requires investment, but less effort in the long term. On the other side of the coin, energy conservation involves a change in behaviour to use less energy. This is the potential to save more energy, but requires a greater commitment from everyone in the business, and especially the management team. Simple examples are turning off equipment overnight, turning down the thermostats, or leaving lights off for longer. Complex examples could be a time and motion analysis of your business manufacturing systems. If you have an audit of your business processes to help reduce energy wastage, it may result in a combination of investing in systems efficiency and working differently to conserve energy. To create a goal, you need to know where you have come from. So the simplest starting point is to have an energy audit to measure where you are now. And then you can show how you're progressing and prove what is happening over the long term. But that's enough for today. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Find out how to save energy, save money at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. Hello, my friends. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Today we're talking about internal influencers. Every business has influencers, whether they've been appointed to that position or whether they just believe their opinion is the most important. Lots of times, the most important influencer is the managing director, but it may also be the MD's secretary or the operations director or anyone else. But it can also be the most pushy person in the office. If you have a mix of genders and age in a single office, there can be a massive difference in opinion about what is the correct working temperature for each day. You need to look for someone who wants to consistently get it right for the business, but they also have a level of diplomacy. I've been in offices where you could cook your bacon on any of the radiators, and I've been in offices where every worker has their own oil-filled radiator and the office is still freezing. Or I've been in a big food manufacturing plants where there are hundreds of litres of hot water going down the drain every day. Someone needs to make business decisions on how to keep your hard-earned profits in your business pocket and not give that money away to your energy supplier as a free gift.
assigning the right people to make the right decisions at the micro level can make a very big change in your business profits. So that's enough for today. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save energy, save money at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye. Hello, my friends. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. It's a new month and we're talking about how to make decisions when trying to save energy. So where do we start? The best place to start is knowing where you've come from. So instead of licking your finger and sticking it in the air to help you make a decision, you will instead get out your spreadsheets of what you have been using over the last year or two. Sorry, what was that you just said? You have never tracked how you use energy in your business throughout the working year. And you don't know which items are creating your biggest costs. Okay, this is where an energy audit of your business will start to help you see what is happening and where your biggest costs are. Let's put it simply. We make a list of the items which are using energy throughout your business, and then we assign an estimate of how much they are used every week and the cost for this usage. We then line this up against your past year of energy bills to find a model of what is happening. This means you will end up with an energy model of what's happening in your business over a full year. And then you can start to make decisions about changes you want to make, or even the cost of changing infrastructure with regards to payback if the new systems increase or decrease your energy usage. This is business intelligence, and it should help you make good decisions for the future. I'm John Mullen, the Energy Evangelist. Come and find out how to save more energy and more cash at energyevangelist.co.uk. Bye.